0: Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. Hey, I'm Dan Eden. And hey, this is 90 on the 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. 230. 34.
1: 100.
0: 69. 105. 6 5 minutes. 127. 12. 15.
1: Negative 4. 25,000. 423.
2: 75. Infinity. See if you bastards
1: can do that. Today on our show, clocking in at 89 minutes, we're talking about 2019's Rambo Last Blood, directed by Adrian Grunberg, co-written by Sylvester Stallone himself and Michael Sirulnik? Sirulnik? Sure. Whatever. Um, Yeah, for those of you uh, listening at home, I attempted twice to intro with a Sylvester Stallone impression, and... uh, Getting into that character just made me completely forget how to introduce this show, and I couldn't. I couldn't get into it yet. So I can attest. Later, later, I will. Uh, I will try to roll into the to the sly impression. For those of you being like, that's an easy impression. How do they not start it completely? That oh wait, we did do it with uh, our voices, our our names. Anyway, hi listeners. I'm uh, I, I'm Jeremy, Eden, as we've said earlier at the top,
2: what's up, bros? I'm Dan Eden. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) We are, uh, we're talking about uh, the only Rambo movie I have ever seen, Rambo Last Blood, the final in this uh, uh, series, this, uh, 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 what what would you call a a series of five? Not a trilogy, but like a pentology or something, maybe?
2: Oh, gosh. I wonder what that's called. A quintology? No, a quadrilogy would be, would be four. A, a if quadrilogy I'm not is four.
1: Yeah, maybe a quintilogy. Quintology. I,
2: I, I really, I'm not good at that. Jer. I'm really it. not. It's just too many. It's it's <laughs> too many
1: in a series. It's just called movies at that point. They don't they don't call it anything. Uh, yeah. Never, never once seen a Rambo movie. I, I, and I, you know what? I had it pulled up on my Wikipedia. Like I was going to be like, all right, well, let me look up the John Rambo character and see what his whole backstory and his whole history is after yeah. watching this movie. And I was like, you know what though? I don't really, I don't, I don't think I need to. I, I kind of get it. I, I get what he's about. He, you know, he, he's clearly, uh, affected by the war and, and, uh, has a uh, 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 a certain Home Alone level of uh, of uh, Home Alone meets Saw level of b- being able to build contraptions and whatnot. He, he, he,
2: yeah, I get it. That's all you really need to know about him is that he's he's been to war. He's got PTSD. Sometimes he wears a headband, but not in this case of, of John Rambo. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Last Rambo, Blood.
1: Last Blood. John Rambo was the last one.
2: Wasn't it just called Rambo, the last movie?
1: No, just the last one Rambo? was called. Oh, was I called think the last John one was Rambo. called John Rambo.
2: Well, whatever the case. That one, uh, he's in the jungle and he's, uh, he's taken out uh, dudes. In this one, he's taken out a cartel. He's, they got beef with his, uh, his niece, who's, who's like a daughter to him. He's so, like a
0: daughter to him. Um, she is my daughter.
2: Here's the thing about this movie, though Rambo Last Blood, the movie we're talking about. Yeah. is that the, the, this could be any, like, Vendetta, Revenge action movie. Mm-hmm. I think, and everybody thought that the Rambo name might give it a little push, just a little, little extra, maybe just a few extra mil at the box office just because it's a Rambo movie, you know? I'll tell you what the John
1: Rambo name does for this movie. What it does is it completely allows you to make this movie exactly as it would be in 1984 or whatever cuz this movie like does not play like a modern blockbuster or not not even a blockbuster but like a modern movie of this style of a man like going back and like seeking revenge does not play out the same way this plays out so much like an 80s action like revenge movie like i i don't know there's just something about it that i was just like man this feels old even though this movie is only a couple years old it feels like it belongs in another era and I think that's solely because it's a Rambo movie. If it was a new character, nobody would ca- nobody would care.
2: It's true. That's exactly what I'm saying. He's he's already got this is what the fourth movie fifth. Yeah, the, the fifth movie, I'm sorry. There's Rambo First Blood. There's there's, there's First, Blood. First, Blood. First Blood. Rambo, Rambo First Two. Blood Part
1: 2. Rambo, Rambo 3. Three. John and then, Rambo.
2: Yes, the jungle one and then and there's Last Blood, which is Rambo has Last such Blood. a finality of course because it's Last Blood. But honestly, like what here's what happened? Taken came out, Liam Neeson yep. proved himself that that old people can kick ass and mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps have a resurgence in their career. Sly said, "Why can't we get it on that? Have like a good old-fashioned revenge kidnapping thriller and why not also make it a Rambo movie?" Cause just because yeah. like he he's savvy with uh, guns and and blades you know and traps I guess
1: you know why because all the other expendables started getting hurt by being called expendable so much they're like you're on your own sly we're not coming with you this time
2: uh, that's the fine. problem <laughs> that's the inherent problem with the expendables is just the type, the, the name in itself just, it's just like
1: the it's... lack of dignity that you must feel going to work every day just like I am literally expendable that is in my job title son it's of a like, bitch the suicide
2: squad you know like that's it's almost worse it is worse than the suicide squad they're like now you're completely expendable because the suicide squad they're like we need you like this is a like life or death mission you probably won't come back alive we're not gonna do this is the dirty work but the expendables eh, i don't know maybe i could just uh, maybe not only are you
1: gonna die but we don't care and we will replace you
2: It's very corporate when it comes to the expendables. Oh, They've they always restructured the expendables, you know. Yeah. They're always Constant. trying to make them the efficients and, and you know, the synergistics and all those yeah. buzzwords that corporate offices use, you know fucking, fucking
1: downsizing for fucking.
2: <laughs> anyway. I, having said all that, okay, it is a sequel. It's the final sequel in this quintology, quindrology. Whatever. I don't even know the rambology. Okay, and Let's call uh, it that. What,
1: Let's. I like that. Let, I like that term. We're gonna use that for the rest. of it, The rambology.
2: The rambology. What did yeah. you? What did you think of this movie? I dug
1: it. I was surprised you at liked how much it. I. I was surprised. <laughs> I was shocked at how much I loved liked this movie. Honestly, <laughs> I was watching this movie. Now, granted, it's like. In the middle of the afternoon, and I'm sitting in the uh, off in the waiting room while my son is getting evaluated in the other room for whatever, nothing major. Nothing, You're watching no, no, a Rambo
2: movie while I'm your watching child a Rambo movie the doc, in the doctor's office.
1: And it's just like it's chugging along and it's like moving at a nice pace. And I'm just like, that's great. It's under 90 minutes. We're going to get to the action pretty quickly. And then we get to a point in the movie where I'm like, I shouldn't even be watching this here. Why? Oh, man. I'm so (laughs) glad that I'm in the corner where no one can see my
2: phone. That's how it used to be with me when I'd watch movies on the train. Like I remember watching Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, like when it first hit. Like VOD, and I was watching it on the iPod of all things on the little tiny screen. Mm-hmm. But there were people who could look over my shoulder and just watch like brutal murders happening. But like that's on them, man. Yeah, they, they just don't look at my screen, you know.
1: But no, honestly, like I, there was a couple times where I was just like a couple steps away from being like,
2: oh shit, like, you know, like, like... <laughs> um. Yeah, yes, it's, it's there's some like there's some oh shit moments in this movie certainly, and it, it's really for me the third act that really seals the deal. And I wish oh god, movies, this, this
1: movie is nothing but oh shit moments in the third
2: act. I wish the tone was consistent with that in the third act. It's more fun. It's like it's like dare I say Tarantino esque because he, he even does the needle drop with the Doors song. 5 to 1 which is sure. like a badass needle drop in the in the caves. In fact, I was listening to that song today in my car and the top comment is uh I'd hate to be in a cave listening to this <laughs> song right now. Something like that. You know, so now it's associated with the song. Uh it's that's a, such a fun sequence and like for for me the first 3 quarters are a f- bummer. It's kind of a bummer and then he starts he kicks ass in well, the final third.
1: And again I think for me it's because it like and this is so weird because I had no real attachment to Sylvester Stallone. He's just been a figure that's always you know he's been around our entire lives. He's always yeah. been a movie star I mean, like yeah, since how we were old born. Is
2: he? He's he's
1: I don't know how old he I didn't bother to look up I his mean, age but he founded Planet Hollywood. For yeah, I mean come Eye. on. For co- <laughs> He's yeah. one of the one of, one of the three originals. That's right. Um but yeah, having no real attachment to him, to any of these movies, any of his movies in general, that includes the Rocky movies. I've not seen Rocky 1, not seen a damn Rocky movie in my life. I will someday, but I haven't. And the only real Sylvester Stallone experience I have is in Guardians of the Galaxy and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and that's... from him just being around, <laughs> you know, like that's it.
2: Many sly diehards, slyhards, if you will. Yeah. Would say that stopper, My Mom Will Shoot and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 are not sufficient uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, academia for, you know, uh, and for a real I, education,
3: you know?
1: I mean, I'm familiar with moments from his 90s action movies. I remember the trailers for Cliffhanger and Judge Dredd and Copland. Or, or no, that was a fucking... Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan wasn't it? No, no, he, he no, was, was? In
2: Copland. Yeah.
1: What was he? J- Jackie Chan was in a movie that had cop in the title. Then, Super like, Cop is Super Jackie cop, Chan. That's his. That's his. <laughs> It'd be
2: great if it was Super Copland. Oh my God! The two combining all <laughs> the greatest. That would be something, but uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Here's what I respect about him. Although there are things to not respect about the man, um, is that he he does typically almost always have a hand in the script of his movies it, it, rocky we all know the story of like how he went through like a few dozen drafts and he kept getting rejected by studios because they wanted to cast uh, somebody else and he kept saying no i'm playing rocky i'll just take it somewhere else and he was just like stubborn like that because he wanted to make a career for himself he knew it was a good script he was confident post Softcore porn career or hardcore? Course, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see Italian Stallion. Surprisingly, so uh, I don't know uh, the, the content of that one. But uh, look it up, kids. Also, look up cradle uh, uh, the balls and stroke the shaft. Do you know that story? <laughs> uh, I. I mean, Three it's ringing, at home.
1: It's ringing bells, but like I don't know the context of
2: L- it. Well, the short of it is, and pun. In- I don't know. No pun intended. Is that he was uh, getting uh, blown in his trailer, and uh, he had his mic on, his lava mic oh, on, oh, still. Oh, of course. And he was giving her instructions like that. What I just said. Mm, <laughs> of Cradle the broken shaft, and all. Everyone's cracking up. The crew's laughing because they all have to. They're all piped in to hear that. And uh, the funniest thing that happened to us is when we had eight lobs or seven or whatever for intervention and just we'd hear like pissing noises because somebody left the lob. I I, and and I, knowing (laughs) that
1: Pat was the one recording,
2: Uh
1: I intentionally left it on while urinating and talked to him.
2: (laughs) <laughs> hey, Pat, I'm peeing right now. I just want to let you know. Um, no, I'm
1: sorry. No, I, I if I, mer- if my memory serves me correctly, I stayed in character, but talked as uh, if it was like, well, oh gosh, I sure, sure hope nobody is listening in on me right Like, <laughs> <now." laughs> <laughs> just something great. like that, where I was just like making it very clear that I was talking to him. But he was I, hearing like eight voices at once. So I don't even know if he heard me specifically.
2: I, um,. I guess we'll get into it now, huh? Yeah, as we should. Here, I'm gonna stop the live. (laughs) Thanks for joining uh, us. Take care.
1: Well, I hope that was uh, entertaining. And those of you listening at home now, uh, we Dan went live briefly for the the start of the show on Instagram. You could follow us on Instagram at ninety under ninety. And uh, watch us, watch us do part of the show live and see what we cut around.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had to shoot it horizontally. And when you do that, it comes out on its side. So it's all like it looks like it's shot by like a a 60 year old man. It's like, well, how do I work this thing? (laughs) It's all on its side. It's a different Um, time. Yeah, it was a different time. Anyway, I can focus on this now more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Okay. So the movie, like like we said, it doesn't even need to be a Rambo movie, but it just gave it that extra boost, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes place in uh, Arizona and Mexico. Quick trip across the border, and that's kind of important in this movie, because he's just like going back and forth, and we're like, he's in another country now, but don't forget, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump away, Yep, you know? So Might as opens... well be walking in his backyard. He's in uh, Arizona. He's older now. He's... More he's still roided out. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sly. <laughs> we all know. Anyway, he lives on his uh dead dad's ranch and he uh has uh he shares it with his close friend Maria and her teenage granddaughter Gabrielle. So it's it's not his niece, is it? It's it's just his friend's granddaughter?
1: I don't yeah, I don't even think is he calls him Uncle John. She calls him Uncle John, but like Mm -hmm. is, you know, uncle and, you know,
2: eh, the uncle. Yeah, yeah, I think he's just a guy who
1: really cares and he's just around.
2: She just calls him uncle because it's just convenient, you know. He feels like an uncle. So uh, he's, he's still got the PTSD. He's still kind of thinking about what happened in the previous movies. But we really don't get the big clip show until the end credits. Like, this isn't so much a flashback movie as it is just a new kind of side. Very, to me, marginal adventure. Not necessarily bad, just kind of feels minor for his final outing, you know?
1: I don't know. I mean, I I would guess that it's probably his largest body count in one single movie. I mean, fuck, he is flat out Jason Voorhees at the end of this movie, like just cr- slightly more creative Jason Voorhees. It's, it's insane that we're rooting for a man who is just brutally, spoiler alert, Brutally murdering people who really don't all deserve it. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Hey, that's debatable.
2: Hey, they're cartel members with guns who are going to shoot him if he doesn't kill them. Look, you man. Some,
1: some of them are just doing their job, too.
2: God, tell that to the Nazis. <laughs> that's, always, that's always the number one defense, right? The Nazis. Look, and we were just hey, doing hey, listen, our job. a good defense. <laughs> listen. It's so God! You don't want to be on that side. We do not condone uh, Nazis. So yeah, they're 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 tight. He, like things are pretty good for him, as good as they can be on this ranch. He's got like this little makeshift family. He's raising horses. He's got this series of tunnels uh, underneath the ranch that are gonna come into play at the end. I've got my family.
0: I've got my caves. I've got my dressage that I practice every single day for three hours. <laughs>
2: He's quite good with the horses, and I feel like he's he's the, he's more gentle with the horses than humans, you know? He just sort of has that kind of... I don't know. I just kind of feel like, you know, they
0: probably understand us. Maybe <laughs> this, this is, you just, you just want to get in the head of the horse. I just wonder what's going on in there, you know? You look in the horse's <laughs> big eyes,
2: and you just think, I feel
0: you, you know?
2: So... Um, Things are good, right? But Gabrielle, like, she's like gonna go off to college soon. So, there's two things she wants to do. One, she wants to throw a party, and and Rambo's like, "Hey, why not throw it in the tunnels? Like, pretty fucking cool, John, Uncle John. Thank you for letting me and my my friends hang out in your cool, weird tunnels underneath the ranch.
1: I don't know if I'd have a good time in these tunnels, man." I I do not know I'd be like creeped out Freaky Unless it like leads to like A lounge in the center You know like this First of all it looks like The Leprechaun's treehouse From Leprechaun 2 Like with all (laughs) these Weird caverns that are twisting And stuff like that But second of all Unless it leads to like The center area That looks like the turtles Fucking lair In Ninja Turtles 2
2: that's your standard <laughs> that's my standard it needs to look like it
1: needs to be this big giant area that they set up to make look really cool even though that was just an abandoned subway
0: well listen what if I just got like a, it's a smoking lounge it's got a conversation pit uh, I mean whatever you guys call it nowadays that's what we called it in the 70s um, got vinyl player what, what um, do you like to listen to got some what, more, what more do you need <laughs> This I got canapés. I got some Ritz crackers. I got the easy cheese. What <laughs> pimentos? What do you I want? I got. You want better cheddars? I got better cheddars. Actually, there ain't many left. <laughs> 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 so
2: I like the better cheddars. Um, so. Yeah, things are good. They have a party there and like it's kind of freaky. The kids are into it. Jer would be, but Jer doesn't go to parties. <laughs> no, I don't go to parties because there's
1: fucky people like this guy who's just like, hey, what's up? what's up? Holding your beer and being like wasted. But you know what? This movie and it's very, very quick pace is like, look how responsible she is already. All right, moving on.
2: Yeah, it is pretty quick. Um Yeah, she fends off this tall, lanky dude, and you know, like, Rambo, of course, it's, like, such a cliche for him to tell, like, the daughter figure, or the niece figure, like, here's a
0: weapon in case any guys ever try to do anything to you in college.
2: There's always that, like John McClane, I think, has the same thing with his daughter in, uh, like, Live Free or Die Hard. Just like, just in case, you know, it's protection. There's a lot of creeps out there. Like,
1: look, just because you cannot escape trouble everywhere you go does not mean that I am going to need a knife.
0: Except PTSD, I should be taking medication, but instead I just build tunnels.
1: Look, you never know when you're
0: going to have to bust up a drug cartel or a prostitution ring or another drug cartel or something else going on, counterfeiting, whatever, I don't know, it's probably something I did. When I feel an emptiness in my soul, I just continue to dig. I just dig and dig and dig until all of it goes away. Every tunnel is like me trying to take a road away from my life. That tunnel break up. That tunnel other break up. <laughs> that third tunnel. One there. Lost a lot of money on the Super Bowl one year. <laughs> uh that one my watch broke. That one over there. <laughs> Dog bit me. You know. Bad I days. Bad days all around. <laughs>
2: so. Tunnels tunnels for the days. Tunnels for day (laughs) and uh, she's going off to school, but she also wants to meet her biological father. And John Rambo knows that that ain't nothing but trouble, and and also uh, Maria knows that too. But against their wishes, because she's an adult now, she's gonna go seek him out in Mexico, and uh, it's not gonna go well. You know, it's like it goes about as well as you'd expect something like this to go in this movie. Um, yeah,
1: like, you know, shit. You're, 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 look, if John Rambo is telling you it's a dangerous place, you shouldn't be going there, then you're like, just listen. Mm-hmm. J- just, you know, that's for anyone else who's out there and maybe thinking about doing something and John Rambo happens to be in part of their lives and tells them not to do it. Listen to John Rambo next time. He knows what he's talking about. The world is a dangerous place and he knows how black a man's heart can
2: be that's right <laughs> that's probably a sly line that he wrote into that script everything is a sly line you know what i love
1: about this movie in that it's so like it's so bad but it gets away with it and like mm-hmm. it's part of the charm of this movie is just how straightforward expositional everybody is yeah i mean the bad guys in this movie flat out are just like we are bad guys And you know what? (laughs) People like us do not feel the way that you feel about these women. They are objects to it. Like They're like everything that we are thinking. We take a different stance of morality compared to you.
0: It's what you might consider negative, you know? Listen,
1: we are somewhat neurodivergent in a way.
2: (laughs) It's like we're antisocial, you know? Very much so. We... We don't, we're not nice guys. And um, they Let man, me explain
1: to you for the next 10 minutes why we are not nice guys. Yeah. I spit when I talk. <laughs> I slap people in the face. I executions,
2: slap people. Executions. No problem.
1: All the time. So many executions.
2: <laughs> I just, there are things. Like, literally, They're like, it is like very generic, like the most generic bad guy human trafficker dialogue. They
1: are called. The Martinez brothers,
2: (laughs) is that right? I didn't catch that. That's that's who
1: they are. They're the the, him and his brother, the Martinez brothers. (laughs) The two most like, why, like, these are the Johnson brothers. Oh, those Johnsons, those famous Johnson brothers.
2: It's pretty common. Um, but um, they uh, like, it's that doesn't go negative the way you'd think, like, so basically. Gabrielle is gonna go find Miguel, and Rambo's like, "Don't go see him because Mexico's dangerous." But also, I knew Miguel. He used to beat your mom before I intervened back in the day. So, like, I know he's a fucking slime ball. So you mm-hmm. think that Miguel's gonna be the guy who, like, ultimately seals or tries to seal Gabrielle's fate? Like, yeah. maybe, like, sends her off, like, to, to a human trafficker or something because he doesn't care. But at the same time, it is his daughter. But no, the movie's like, no, it's not him. And maybe, hey, maybe it's the cousin. No, it's not her, Giselle. It's just some random guy at the bar in Mexico. Yeah. yeah.
1: Although Giselle kind of knows what's going on.
2: Does she, she Like, that's good. the thing.
1: Fucking Mexican Snooky knows exactly what's going on.
2: <laughs> Let's talk a bit about Giselle because, like, I mean, we're already there. Gabrielle's like, okay, you know, wish me luck. She goes, and John's like, I'm going to be thinking of you. And she goes, and she goes to Mexico to meet Giselle. Giselle well, she goes. Is, y- oh sorry. yeah,
1: okay, yeah. No, she meets Giselle first, yeah, and
0: then yeah, Giselle Giselle's there
2: to greet her. And it is like it's written. Very ominously, I like this was kind of working for me. Like the tension between like the cousin and her, I was like, "Is this, she on her side? Is is she not?"
1: The second you see her, you're like, "Oh, this is she's shady. She's sus. There's something about her that I do not like and I do not trust.
2: The thing is, like, okay, she's complacent when it comes to the abduction. Like, she's nowhere to be found. Like, she's doing her own thing. That's mm-hmm. the only reason she's guilty in this narrative, right? Then she just takes her to a club where the kind of these kind of guys hang out. But that's I f- most clubs, right? I feel
1: like the – first of all, there is an extended cut of this movie, by the way, which obviously uh... we did not watch and perhaps explains this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way that I read it, because of the tone that they are – You know, giving us is that the cousin is taking her to these guys. Okay, And she's knowing knowing exactly like, yeah, I'm going to send my cousin or I'm going to send her to the fucking I'm going to take her bracelet and I'm going to get rid of her for for what reason. I don't understand.
2: Yeah. But that's
1: what I feel was implied. That's what I infer from the movie.
2: That's certainly what I the vibe I got. But if you just look at it on paper in this cut, she just disappears, and then yeah. she comes back when he's like, "Where did she go?" She's like, "I don't know. We were at the club, and then she disappeared." Okay, I'm like, "All right, she's she's half innocent." But yeah, totally. Like, okay, she meets Giselle, and Giselle one of the first things she asks is, "You a virgin still?" Just kidding. Like. What the fuck, cousin? Like that's weird. And she's like, yeah, look at me. I know. Like, and she, you know, she does look like like the stereotypical gangbanger Latina. She's wearing like a red and black flannel. She's got the heavy makeup, like the really thin eyebrows and like yeah. the wet hair. Look, oh, you that know. that fucking the hairstyle. Hair. It's I not don't for care. Everybody.
1: For, <laughs> no, it ain't for me.
2: But she's she's like she comes in and she's like she's like yeah, I know. I'm and she's a shit. little.
1: She's got like cokey energy too at first. Like there's something bit, about her yeah. that's like a little like edgy cokey
2: she's just like it's just rough around here if you lived around here you'd understand those kind of characters in movies you know where they do lead them down a dark alley and then they peace out and say listen i got my cut for you know whatever reason hey it's a tough world like sorry like she's very much like one of those characters but Mm -hmm. she doesn't execute that that tough hey tough luck cousin moment but this feels like a nightmare like the first half of this movie is a nightmare yeah it really is she wants like, it's a, it, like, don't go to Mexico is what this movie is basically saying. And if yeah, you do so, bring Rambo with you,
1: Yeah, you, know? you better hope you have a Rambo with you. If you go to Mexico, <laughs> are and, you bringing uh, a Rambo? No. Oh man. I'll, I'll tell I, you, I don't go to Mexico without my Rambo.
2: And I look, here's what little I know about the first film is that it, it is a war vet from Vietnam. He is shaken up. He doesn't even know how to act right now. He doesn't even know how to reacclimate to society. And as soon as he starts to enter the city line to try and reacclimate to society as a drifter, Brian Dennehy and like some dudes just start fucking with him because of uh, some kind so of mistake or something. I don't know. reasons. It escalates. So it's strange that they go from this place to like where we are in this movie here. Mm-hmm. There's another series I was talking about where it's like. It's a strange... Oh, John Wick. Okay. It's like, how can you make a whole Wickology, if you will, based on the simple premise that gangsters killed this guy's dog and he got revenge? Then you make three other fucking movies and suddenly becomes the MCU. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's how I feel about Rambo, like the rambology. Like it's just a, the first movie is so contained and sad and quiet. And then like it escalates into like balls to the wall, Afghanistan, that's, one man army shit. That's the
1: strange thing about action movies is that it's really just a character that we want to see. Fuck up other people again. It's like, it's yeah. kind of connected to the horror thing. It's like they are all the same thing in a way you're getting the same uh, package just, like, recolored each time. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how many people even care about the dog by the end. They're just, who cares? Like, yeah, just let him see. I want to see. Give him... I don't care what the reason is. Give him a reason.
2: I just watched the trailer for Chapter 4. It looks fun. And, like, I love how they... Uh, they still decide to incorporate just like a quick dog shot into like the trail. Like, Hey guys, don't forget. (laughs) Like we still, we still care about dogs.
1: What if it was just every time he got a new dog and the dog dies? Every movie. I would
2: actually, I'd probably be more into the movies. I know that's really sad to keep killing dogs, but like, it would be funny.
1: (laughs) by the third movie or so, it's like, you really like the, the formula becomes, okay, we get the first 20 minutes we get to know the dog and the personality of the dog and Aww. how the dog, how the dog is helping John wick. And then, and then
2: the dog dies. No, and here's then what I, here's, what I like. here's what I would like. Here's what I would like chair. If they, if they, you know how in sequels it's like, speaking of trailers, like I, I caught up on my super bowl trailers. I watched the new fucking fast and the furious 10 trailer, which is four minutes long. And basically is the whole movie. Like it, it's all there, man um but they retroactively made jason momoa like the son or the brother of who they ripped off in the fifth movie it's like saw like it's starting to become like saw so here's what i want in john Wick wickjer i want the dog's family to come back (laughs) in some way in like the fifth movie where they're like i know listen i know that our cousin the dog that, that you love died but we're ready to avenge our side like we didn't get a taste of revenge yeah so.
1: by the way these are talking dogs in the movie oh, that, yeah, like yeah, the, fa- yeah. the, the family that we we're referring to are actual dogs
2: i should have mentioned that yeah i like <laughs> they, it they, <laughs> i'm there for it
1: they do they, they go the air buddies route where it's like suddenly oh they talk now they, they go beyond playing sports they're talking and they're Ooh. in on the adventures
2: let's not call too much attention to this you know let's just move on with this yeah. fact you know and um yeah i love it so yeah this movie's just it's a weird the rambology is strange and like sure this is a fine place to end it although it feels a bit minor and you can make it any generic action revenge movie if his name was just rad 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 johnson i'm rad
0: johnson, <laughs> rad johnson. <laughs> you guys gonna go to that half pipe and start shredding like i'm gonna <laughs> kick flip over that stair set i'm rad johnson
2: no bro he, He's got a uh, old '80s skateboard too. It's like the torpedoe Yeah, with the it's bigger real, wheels. It's real small.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I didn't know Sly was a skater, but uh, anyway. Um, shit. So like she she goes okay. She goes to meet Miguel, right? Her dad. Yeah. And as soon as she gets to that place, it all happens in the doorway. He doesn't even invite her in. This is how quick the movie is and how cold he is. He oh. just... And yeah,
1: somewhat expositional.
2: <laughs> Very much so. Like, what, what does he get across here? Like, basically, he says... He's just like,
1: like, your mother and you are an inconvenience to me and always have been. <laughs> and I never wanted you. And that is the reason that I am rejecting you now. <laughs> That is it. Basically, please don't come back to my home. This is the final time that we will be speaking.
2: Jared, did you write the script? And did you yes. do it in a day? I did. I did
1: actually. Uh,
2: amazing. you know so no, I s- beefed it up. But. seriously, like like we and here it, it also uh, it goes to show that you don't need I guess you don't always need. The greatest script, and uh, this is kind of goes against everything I've always said, which is the engine on which the whole car runs. But like, a lot of this dialogue feels like placeholder. Yet it's satisfying enough because you got the third act, and you got the the bloodbath, and you got the well, coolness, and you, know? and you got
1: the Rambo of it. If it's again, yeah. if it's not the Rambo of it, I don't know. Like I've never seen the Taken movies, but like I imagine that the scripts are a little bit better. You know, bit. like, I, I can't imagine. Although Liam Neeson himself is like... also pretty exposition. I was like, I will find you and I will kill you.
2: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, what's funny is that the bad guy says those exact lines in this movie. The bad guy says it. To, yes, like, he does. The girls in, like, that they've abducted is like, if you try to escape, go ahead. I will find you and I will kill you. Like, oh, my God. They're just stealing the, the taken line. But I do think you would like Taken, Jer. I, like you would, I think you would genuinely I, enjoy. I, Taken. I,
1: I, totally believe it. I like Liam <laughs> Neeson enough that I believe I would like it.
2: Uh, speaking of Liam Neeson, I, I, I just watched rewatched The Gray. I think the uh, it's a great movie. It's about mortality and and facing death and and. It's like a deep movie, like with wolves in it. It's pretty. It's a fucking <laughs> badass movie. It's I like it a lot. And it's got wolves. It's got everything. Yeah. hmm Um. So she goes to Miguel. He says everything that Jer just said, and then she she you know she leaves crying. Understandably, she goes to her cousin, and I, I'm thinking you're right, Jer. I'm thinking in this extended cut, the cousin is like, okay, let me take you to the club. She goes there with her. And she kind of pawns her off to this guy in the white suit and like the hat who slips mm-hmm. the shit in her drink after creepily just staring at her and like I think he maybe tries to make a pass at her. She says no thanks. She's being responsible,
1: it. as mm-hmm. we saw before.
2: That's right. She's a good girl, I, you know. Our maybe
0: kid, maybe girl. she is a virgin. We don't know if that's what's implied here, but <laughs> they certainly keep they certainly at least mention it once. <laughs>
2: And uh, so then Giselle M.I.A. And then she's she like later Rambo does come back and he's like, where what happened? And she does catch him up. But like there's no consequences for Giselle in this cut anyway.
1: Yeah, I it really bothers me. I wanted him to like like cut off her hair or something like that, you know, just <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Just snips. A we, no, with, no with the fucking no, with the knife, like to to grab oh. her by like the the hair and like, pull just slice pull it, it back off. and just slice it back. That'd
2: be like, kind of cool.
1: Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's what I feel would be like fair revenge for a movie to a, a woman of her age again from a man that size, <laughs> you know, like but, it, here's the other she funny thing. Do
2: anything yet. Like in this cut, you know, you know
1: I, I find it really funny that just, just like, you know, everyone, even Giselle herself is kind of just like, you know, you know it's kind of dangerous out of you. You don't know what it's like. And then, like, you know, this fucking Sylvester Stallone looking guy comes up to her and she's
0: like, yeah,
1: I need to talk to you. And then she's just like, yeah, come on inside. <laughs> she's like, she's totally okay with it.
2: Well, of course, it's it's Sylvester Stallone. If he mm. says asks you to do anything, you're going to say yes, sir, you know?
0: Uh, we met a couple times, which is an easy thing to say to somebody who might naively believe that. And then she's just like, yeah, okay, come on inside.
2: I, I definitely would have remembered if I met you any times, like with your yeah. sunken in eyes and your gigantic uh, forehead and muscles. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like you, like I don't know what happened. Like it's it's got to be like the roy's or the plastic surgery or something. But like his forehead got like like smoother and like larger and puffier, and his eyes got sunken, more <laughs> sunken like over the the years. Yeah.
1: He just um, looks like he's been punched in the face too many times.
2: I guess so. Like and speaking of punched in the face too many times, so eventually she does get abducted, you know, like she ends up waking up and she's cha- she's in a basement and then there's a bunch of other girls with black eyes and busted lips who are wearing just old shitty thrift clothes and there's old soiled mattresses and like they're obviously being used for sex and it's disgusting.
1: Uh, and there's there's two ways of doing it at this point. There is the Okay, there's a ticking clock now before she faces direct danger. I mean, she's already in danger, but before she is like, you know, put in a situation. And then there's the route that this movie unfortunately takes, which is like, nope, things happen to her. It's too late. You know, yeah. there's nothing that it, it sucks and it's. I don't like watching it. It's like, oh god damn it! I want I all of these. You know, like this movie does a really good job in a very brief amount of time of making you go like, yeah, don't you kind of want all these people to die? And you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah.
2: That's why I was, one like, curious why you, or not curious, surprised that you liked the movie. Because, like, that, that is a satisfying revenge in the third act. But, like, everything up to it is such a kick in the nuts, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a horror movie, like, where there's no release until, like, most horror movies, like the third act, you know? But, uh... Well, he is
1: a horror figure. I mean, he is a fucking brutal murderer. He I does say. horrible things. John Rambo is not a good guy. Make no mistake, he is not a hero. <laughs> he is a man who uh, kind of helps people in a couple situations, but then still doesn't really ultimately save them, and then just finally goes off killing people.
2: In this, he's... I think he's full hero because the people he's taking on are just, I guess it's anti-hero because they're more evil than him, you know. But I guess the things he's done in the previous movies, we didn't watch the previous movies, though, so who knows what he did. By he this going,
1: movie alone, he's not a good guy, though. He does horrible things, and he's just, like, To bad people, though. But even, like... I feel like Batman there's a some...
2: does horrible things to bad people. You don't say he's a do you
1: Batman ain't a good guy necessarily.
2: OK, okay. Cool.
1: cool. But Batman, you know, if there was a, a a man made out of clay in this movie, then I, I would be like right on John Rambo. Go ahead. Kill everybody. Batman also doesn't kill. That's the other thing.
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I should, that's a bad example. So he's an anti-hero. He's like a Punisher kind of guy, you know? And then Rambo's
1: having, like, this serious, close conversation where he's like,
2: don't you kind of want me to kill people?
1: And then you're just kind of like, yeah, I, I think I kind of do want you to kill people. He's like,
0: let me go kill some people. Do what I do best, you know? I'm you know.
2: um, playing the hits. And right. so, Cue the
0: montage, and then I'm going to kill some people.
2: <laughs> you know what else I think... Like what? How this movie was reverse engineered was in the third act when um, he sets off all the bombs in the tunnels and the um, fields collapse. That effect, that after effect, must have been new and exciting for them. It's like, man, we could we could like make a whole third act based on this sinking ground effect. You see what, you what they know? did in
0: the Dark Knight Rises with the football field; and the whole thing disappeared.
1: What? Wait,
2: what year was this?
1: <laughs> what this one? Yeah, this was 2019.
2: Uh, oh, was it really? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that no Shit. Literally, we almost did it as a uh, as a uh, 90 or 90. Trip? Right now, we almost did, and we just couldn't because no I think it was shit. like it was pandemic.
2: Yeah. Holy shit! That's I how think recent this movie came was. out. Like ten, like like seven years ago.
1: No, no, Holy sir. Holy shit! Just a few. This
2: movie's only four years old or so. Not even like three and a half. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> that blows my fucking mind, dude. That,
1: right? That's what I'm saying. This movie feels like it's from 1984. Like everything yeah, it, about it.
2: it. I was gonna say like um the because the 2008 or maybe six was like the John Rambo jungle one where he that's the last time he wore a headband yeah. as Rambo, <laughs> but i remember that came out and hearing how brutal it was from the blockbuster customers who came in and rented it and i was like that's cool that's not for me but like that sounds uh, pretty pretty brutal i thought this movie honestly just like several years around the corner like it's like oh, you know he's fuck man he must have needed he must have like did he go through a divorce in the last few years or something i don't know that's like, that would be. I know. I I like honestly. Movie.
1: I think Guardians Two kind of helped like mm. remind a younger generation of like oh yeah there's that guy we've heard about him and then yeah. like he brings back these movies and then like you know it's probably a father and uh you know younger generation kind of a movie you know like if dad had been more into the Rambo movies a thing that maybe he would have wanted to take us to I don't know.
2: I yeah like. Yeah, I I could see why you'd say that. I was just thinking about the Bond movies. I was like, he didn't even go to the last couple in the theater, and I was like, I thought you were a Bond fan, dude. All right, I'm gonna go see Skyfall. in piece, <laughs> yes. you know, like, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I love. I used to love going to see movies with Dad. We went to a lot, and then we didn't. Yep,
1: and then <laughs> like they just stopped.
2: Yeah, um, but um, where are we in the story?
1: Uh, so she's there, like, you know, she's basically in, in the cartel and he's, he learns. So, uh, the f- fucking lady that he lives with, the grandmother of, of the girl, I don't know any character's Maria. names. Maria. Yeah, Maria. She's just like, she never went to Antonia's house. That's the only name I remember is Antonia, the name that, of the person she was supposed to be going to. And then he's uh-huh. like, What? She used
2: <laughs> that's right yeah like she didn't reach her destination that freaks him out like no, he I knows exactly
1: where her. to go he goes immediately yeah. to her father's house he's just like where is she and she's just like i don't know because i did not have anything to do with the situation that put her in danger i am just here <laughs> to make her feel upset and he's just like i should have hurt you a long time ago and he's like yeah i know i'm a bad guy And so he leaves there, yeah. And then then he goes to Giselle, as you would. He does the law and order thing, like we got to go to witness A, we got to go to witness B. And she's like, "I don't know anything. Last time I saw her, she was in the club." But I got her bracelet. And then she's like, "Where did you give me this? This is a mom's bracelet. She'd never fucking give
0: you this bracelet, you bitch." He doesn't say that, but that's just some reason. (laughs) You just
2: you sauced it, you spiced it up a little bit.
0: there. he's like, "Take Uh, me to the club." I want to that's go dancing, right. and then I want to go find the guy.
2: <laughs> I want to bust a move on the floor, then I want to find Gabrielle. Um, so yeah, they do go to the club, and uh,
1: it, he's it, watching. She she basically points out the guy. She's like, "That's the guy. Mm-hmm. I know because I was the one who set this whole fucking thing up. I'm gonna leave now before I get killed, even though I probably should get killed based on the rules of this movie."
2: That's right, and that's uh, we need to talk about. Uh, the the like the nothing character played by Paz, Paz Vega uh yeah.
3: Carmen
0: yeah
2: who has been like watching him who starts watching him at the club just to like she's not a cop you think she's a cop but she's like she's watching him from afar and just kind of uh, making sure that he's okay and then she ends up uh, saving his life subsequently yeah. Yeah,
1: cause you know he's he goes and he follows it go, it goes wrong because he does not realize how many people are fucking prepared for somebody who may be trying to ambush the boss. <laughs> exactly. Like, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Oof, yeah. He gets his face carved, and that's the part that like I was like, like in the I in the know. office, I was like reacting like, oh man, that's like, I wasn't expecting this level of gore not gore but you know like violence
2: honestly it is gore like gore
1: to an I, extent I I don't know
2: I was gonna say earlier I think Sly Stallone uh, of all like I know Steven Seagal is quite violent with the neck breaks and stuff but I'd say Stallone I would argue he's one of the most violent action stars like he's he's kind of obsessed with like brutality in his it, movies
1: he does some really bad
2: to yeah. rough shit in this movie Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Him and uh, Gibson, I'd say, are like gore hounds.
1: Yeah, but Gibson wants it to be done to him.
2: <laughs> or Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, Passion I'll, of the I'll Christ
1: s- 2 coming out in uh, a few years.
2: I can't believe that. That's so I fucked just, up. I cannot believe that. Uh, I rewatched Apocalypto. I think that's a yeah, great How
1: many times movie. is Jim Caviezel going to get fuck- struck by lightning in this this time? <laughs> How many, watched- how, how many signs does he need to be like, don't make this movie?
2: I know. Did he, did he really get struck by lightning? Twice. Oh, my God. During the
1: making of of Passion of the Christ, I believe he got struck by lightning twice.
2: Oh, my God. At
1: least once while on the cross, he got struck by lightning.
2: Does that stuff like that? And this is you feel free to delete this, but I I genuinely want to know, does that make you believe in God a little bit more?
1: No, it it makes me go like that's just (laughs) like that's a funny coincidence. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's just like, man, that is really coincidental, but also it's not enough for me to go like, okay, I believe now.
2: That's it's that is pretty that is an insane coincidence. That my jaw kind of dropped cuz I remember do I do remember reading something about that and even then being like I don't I don't believe this. But like yeah, like if it happened it happened. That's fucking crazy.
1: I mean, if like thank God he didn't, but like if if he yeah. was like killed in
2: oh. because of that,
1: mm-hmm. then maybe mm-hmm. I'd be like that's a pretty strong sign that you should at least shut the production of this movie down entirely. And yes. never and, and never never try to make it, but Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's it takes a lot to convince a skeptic.
2: It's true. So he's at the club, right? Back back to Rambo. Okay. Yeah. He's at the club. He's being observed by Carmen. Um he follows the guy to his car, threatens him with his knife, guy refuses to talk. He hits him in the shoulder with the butt end of the blade, he stabs him in the leg, viciously digs into his shoulder wound to crack his bones. Painfully. Yes.
1: Digs in with bare hands into yep. a puncture wound and like, yeah, like breaks a rib out
0: and he's just like, I'll break it off.
2: It's like we should bury the lead. But this movie ends with him ripping a man's heart out of his chest. Like
1: literally I laughed out loud when that happened i that by that point i had to finish the movie at home and i'm so glad because i would have disturbed everyone in the lobby
2: i like he knows he knew what he was he knows what he's doing i think i feel like even you you look at sliced alone and and there's videos there's all these books about it, like how much smarter he is than you think like you you think he's a lunkhead but i think his tongue is in his cheek and stuff like this where he's like Guys like me—that's what you want to see, right? You want
0: to see us rip a guy's heart out of his chest. It's the most over-the-top thing we can do, right? And it's like, almost. Why not? Or, or even if you'd be like, you'd know be really funny. <laughs> <if> I, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I—I yeah. I was watching Dumb and Dumber this weekend, and I just thought, <laughs> you'd know be really funny if I just the yeah, at the end of the movie. First of all, I I pin him with four arrows you know ah. like it perfectly and then, uh-huh. and then oh then i reach into his chest and i pull it out and i show it to him
2: ah. <laughs> and no one laughs but like like it just yeah that's that's good slide the only
1: the only laugh you get is like <laughs> like <laughs> what <laughs> like
2: what are we but the, is he serious but, but honestly the audience like that's what we want like we like because we know how, like when, we, like a uh, like a cynic's idea of an over the top action was like, what is it? A guy like ripping hearts out of chests and like blowing up five trucks at once? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like when it comes to like slices alone, it's like, yeah, it's it so
1: funny. This movie, like the end of this movie, gets. So extreme that it makes me feel like how much of a parody was the scene in UHF where he's blowing everybody away? Because, like, (laughs) I always thought, oh, that's so over the top how many people he's like brutally killing in this scene. But no, it's what he does.
2: Yeah. I think, I guess we should, we should watch the Rambo movies, but who has time or energy, Uh, you know? Rather watch the Bond movies, and even those are fucking, most of those are boring as hell. I'd rather
1: watch UHF again.
2: (laughs) Agreed uh although i do love james bond um so he gets the shit beat out of him once he goes to the the cartel's base and he's easily spotted like this is you know this is not going to be he's not going to get a victory this early in the movie right he's going to get down so he can get back up again right. and he's victor and hugo are the their what 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 brothers martinez. are they? the martinez okay <laughs> um so there, there you got their gang there, and they just beat the shit out of him. His eyes are so swollen that like it's like a boxer a- after just an unfair, one-sided match. Mm-hmm. Like, this, the, he just looks bad. So um, the guy, the main guy, says, "I oh, know, I'm not gonna kill you." After he, after he carves the V into his cheek. He says I'm not going to I'm going to give her the same mark and I'm going to give her special attention now this Gabrielle. So don't you worry and I'm going to keep you alive because so you can think like about us, this. guys
1: like us we don't even think about these women. They are nothing to us. But now I am going to think about these women. She is something to me. You see what happened here? You see what happened? See you did something. Oh, you make me mad. You mm-hmm. made me mad and now the opposite actions are going to happen.
2: Mhm. It's like now Two plus two equals four. I'm telling you, man. I'm so, telling you. <laughs> he. Uh, that's exactly what he's gonna do. He he carves the the V into his cheek. He says, "I'm gonna let you live, and I'm gonna let you think about this for the rest of your life." Like, okay, let him go. And he goes, and he. Pst, Carmen helps him because he's beaten within an inch of his life. She's gotta. He's gotta go back to her place. He's, he passes out while she yeah. catches him up, and uh, he wakes up. You know, you get that that popcorn or the, the bathroom sandwich break or whatever you want to call it when, like, they catch up. He's like, who are you? Why'd you save me? And she's just like, ah, I'm a compassionate person, and it's Here's hard Here's my backstory. Here. I am a
1: journalist, and I am doing research on this person. This is all exposition. Don't worry about it. <laughs> None of this will matter because I am actually a very inconsequential character.
2: Man. Uh, yeah. That's
1: literally <laughs> That's, all she does. She helps him. She patches him up with some doctor who has some kind of history with this woman that we never get into at all. He's yeah. just, just like, You know I care for you, but this is nuts. And they're like, What's going on between the two of I them? <laughs> he just he fucks off.
2: The extended cut. There's a whole like monologue where he tells her how much like their history, like how they got divorced and all that stuff. Yeah. All
1: that shit's in there. <laughs> and she's That's just like point. yeah i was trailing this guy i saw you trailing him i saw what you did to him i saw what happened to you i brought you back here i don't see why there's a lot of questions right you don't need to ask questions this this all seems pretty logical to me and yeah. he's just like okay well thank you for your help and then he leaves uh-huh and then fucking i then well th- there's a sequence of events that it's escaping me at the moment and then all to essentially go back there and just be like i'm gonna
0: go get revenge
1: i just yeah. want to. Let, i just want to let you know and then she's just like oh revenge could be dangerous but okay
2: <laughs> that's exactly right so th- this is like a montage and it's just like such a a bummer of a montage because it happens over the next few days and basically we just see the the cartel just continually injecting gabrielle with drugs to make her just a zombie down yeah. there in the, the basement in the dungeons. And you just see Rambo just healing, basically. <laughs> like, it's just such a nothing montage, you know? Yeah, he's and, just
1: laying there barely <laughs> barely alive for a couple days.
2: So he gets up finally. Carmen tells him that her sister was kidnapped by the Martinez brothers and was killed. That's why there's a personal stake with her and, and them. So she's has been investigating them. Um, so he's going to go get Gabrielle back, finally. So first thing he does is he goes and he infiltrates a brothel and he slaughters the men running the place and this is a cool scene because he comes in with a hammer. It's um, a hammer? It I, la- like, I thought it was an axe, like I, a little I, hatchet. Was it? I I thought it was a it claw hammer. It could have been either
1: it's a hand it's a it's no bigger than a hammer or a hatchet. It's one of those some two kinda, things. It's dark and some shadowy. Handheld can't held
2: device, a little handheld tool and uh, I like it when it's not just an obvious gun or or even just a blade. I like it when the uh, like like an old boy or something cool mm-hmm. like that. Get a creative weapon, you know?
1: I think there's Spice some there's something funny about this scene slightly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's fully intentional or not, but like he's you know, going basically just chopping or hitting every single person that he sees in their path, no matter who they are. If they're a man, he's going to fucking slaughter them. Yeah. And and it's just like, he keeps busting into each room and like scaring the shit out of the victim girl. Like, get out of here. And then she's just like, I can't. And then like, by the time he's into the third room, he kind of lets out a grunt, like,
2: like, why aren't you listening to me? It's, uh, have you seen taxi driver? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> did you do did you just mouth no. <laughs> like, I
1: said no, I said no. I
2: just said it very oh, okay. quietly. <laughs> oh, okay. Because
1: I'm somewhat um, embarrassed to be like no. I've No, it's
2: okay. Um it, it's kind of the same deal like Jodie Foster like she's so stockholm y and ingrained in Harvey Keitel's uh, brothel that she like is resistant and scared to leave and I, it's so human to me. And 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 Travis Bickle is comes off does come off as a bit of a monster in the third act of that movie too when he storms the gates of that of the the brothel himself. So I got taxi driver vibes and and a lot of I'm glad that they took that extra step where they're uh, even 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 if it goes by an eclipse pace of them to say I can't it adds a little extra level of kind of humanity to the sequence to me. Sure. Uh, that I guess it makes sense that this movie was 2019 because the 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 aesthetic choice of making it something of a one-er, or kind of a one-er, a tracking shot of him going from room to room yeah, yeah. it felt very modern right. sure um, I thought this was an effective sequence um, albeit short mm-hmm. like the like a lot of things in this movie yeah quick uh, and to the point
1: though it's not like oh there you mm-hmm. know this movie yeah. this
2: scene needed more like no you got plenty. Um... So, yeah, he he does order them to run. They say they can't. They'll be killed. He finds Gabrielle's room. She's barely conscious. He picks her up, carries her out of there. The Martinez brothers later come across the place. They know Rambo's responsible for the deaths. Rambo drives Gabrielle back. She dies in the car on the way back to the ranch. It's, that's Whoa. another one
1: where I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn. Like, like, I don't know what my face was reading to the other people in the lobby at the time, but I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs>
2: They're like, this guy's going through some shit here. Poor he's girl. in the wrong lobby. He needs to be at the... Yeah. Yeah. I hope his
1: son is okay in the other <laughs> room. He looks like he's going through some shit.
2: Um, yeah, like that to me, that was a subversive bummer. And I think... To Sly's credit as a writer, that was probably a narrative choice from him. Because it is it is a little less, just slightly less conventional to have her die in the car right there. Even though this is the lost point,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, man. I just thought it was um, in a different writer's hands. It probably would have gone differently. Like, well, obviously it would have, but like a lot differently.
1: This, I mean, he doesn't use it in terms of including himself, but he says to the other lady at, at by, by the time she's dead, and this is the the whole point of getting his character to this point, too, where he's just like, there's nothing left for you here anymore. There's no, there's nothing and no one left. It's like, basically like, OK, we get it. You're like, there's no one left for you. So this is it for you. Like, yeah, we can expect you to die, even though they don't really show him dying. Yeah. Spoiler alert, this movie, like for Last Blood, they kind of leave it open ending that you're like, ah, one more blood. Maybe they could be Rambo, one more blood.
2: Yeah, he he. is at the end of the movie after he kills the whole cartel on his ranch, blows up all the, the fields and whatnot. he just sits on his porch bleeding. I think he does have like it's it is arguable if he has a mortal wound or not, like one that's really going to do him in.
1: I mean, it's, it's certainly implied he's going to just sit there and mm-hmm. die at peace on his in his chair. The other funny thing about the ending and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like. Well, I mean, we can rush to get there, basically. She dies, and then that like prompts him to like go back. He goes to... Beef Pat, up the security. He goes to Paz Vega, and he's just like,
0: I'm going to get revenge. Mm-hmm.
1: You you're cool with that? And she's just
0: like, ah, okay.
2: <laughs> Fine, yeah, sure. He's
0: just like, all right. Home Alone all- <laughs> montage. Operation Ho-Ho-Ho. Operation Ho-Ho-Ho. Because his cave's good. Okay.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading. The, I was reading the plot <laughs> summary. Um, he uh, he also goes to Carbon because he needs help finding Victor. I guess he even though he went to their place earlier and got the sheep video out of him, he he comes. I guess he needs. It's it's sweaty, but he uh, basically he locates Victor's home, ends up killing every guy in his path before getting to Victor. When Hugo gets there, he finds Victor's headless, bloodied corpse on the bed. And Gabrielle's picture stabbed into his chest, so it's pretty and then obvious.
1: A shot of him driving away. He carried the head with him, drove away several miles, and mm-hmm. then dropped the head on the road. And so. I guess they which is kind of confusing, like not confusing, but it's just like here's here's some of the sweatiness of this movie is like he picked up Gabriella, took her back essentially to this ranch to mm-hmm. this farm they don't immediately go follow after him cause they don't know where he lives, but now they know where he lives. Yes. <laughs> he, he, they just, they know now.
2: Yeah. I think he, he wanted it that way. Cause he has the, he has all the booby traps set up in preparation for the home field advantage, you know,
1: but it's like, they don't, he does not like, he doesn't put his address on the back of the picture. Or, <laughs> like, how do they, how do they now know where he lives?
2: Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just assume they have their ways. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I don't need yeah. a scene where they're like, I, I need I, to find his address.
1: It's just, to me, it's like, it's funny because it's just like, well, why didn't they go the first time when he picked up the girl? Like, why didn't they immediately go to his place? But instead they're like, nah, we'll wait until one of us dies. I think
2: also because it, because we're now in the third act, I'm like, eh, who gives a shit? We're in the third act, yeah. you know, we're at the end. So that's exactly like the, the. The, the vans show up. There's like a couple dozen guys, maybe a few dozen guys, uh, all armed to the, the teeth. They got their Kevlar on and, and Hugo's leading the charge. You know what I want to see
1: in a in a comedy, parody, satire movie or something like that? Maybe I shouldn't give this away because we should probably use this at some point. I want to see a scene where it's like the training day where you're learning all the, the hand signals for when you're like walking down a corridor together. <laughs> And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's always like, it's like they're pointing and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like doing like they look like they're fucking pointing out the emergency exits on an airplane. And yeah. it's like, I just want to see two people in the back be like, what, is, what does that mean? I don't know what that
2: means. I, <laughs> I feel like I've seen that scene in something. Like, I know, uh, coming to 90 Under 90, I think Saving Silverman.
1: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> think you you're right.
2: They yeah, go he to does kidnap kinda... Amanda Peet, and he's like, I don't know what you're doing. He's like, do the Navy SEAL signals. It's like, I only know the Air Force signals. Like, something like that. It's funny. Like, definitely, there's room to do it again, I'd say. I don't think it's totally milked, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, it's really coming down snow-wise out there. Is it? really Big blizzard, yeah.
1: I'm in the basement right now. I can't see.
2: Um, streets are going to be real snowy tomorrow. Oh, um,
1: good luck driving to work tomorrow.
2: I might have to have a, a quote-unquote sick day tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs>
3: anyway.
2: Hey, hey. Um, They drive to the place, and yeah, there's roadside booby traps, big C4 bombs that go off. So, like, there goes one of the SUVs already. Just took out, like, six guys already uh, with his bomb. And to to his credit, we see why he's Rambo. They do a great job of showing us how efficient he is with he's got these little hatches, right? That he goes through the tunnels underground, comes up with his sniper, takes up two guys really quick before they even know what the fuck's going on. He's back underground. and He's going to the next hatch, you know, trying to find pick it's, off a couple other guys.
1: It is kind of cool. And it is kind of like the, the thing of just like maybe the thing to do in a Friday the 13th reboot is to do it more from Jason's perspective.
2: From that, yeah,
1: because it is really cool to see a guy who's just like, I know my way around these tunnels. No one else knows, and he just knows exactly where to go, what to grab, and when he knows where everything is located, every trap and every
2: obstacle is like, it's, it is
1: a pretty cool, effective third act.
2: There was, yep, and it's once again, it's a white guy who's a good at his job. We love that, right? And his job is killing people. Uh, but I remember when the 2018 Halloween movie came out, the trailer came out, the, you know, that, you know, the one, the requel, uh, there was like that sequence, that shot in the trailer where it's like a tracking shot of Michael just basically going from one house to the next in Haddonfield. And I was like, man, if they just make that like a 10, 15 minute sequence of the movie where we just track him house to house, I'm in. And they did a fraction of that in uh, the movie. Yeah. Pussed out. Yeah, they did. Um, Damn. Anyway, I digress. I know exactly what you're talking about, where we kind of stay on the, the the killer, I guess. Yeah. Like, efficiently taking out. Like, honestly, if we're going to empathize with the killer, we might as well just get in their shoes and follow them. As they do this, right? And that's what we're doing here. Isn't
1: that the thing these days anyway, is to have a sympathetic villain that you can understand, but you're just like, "Ah, I just wish that you were going about it a different way. But no, you followed Jason the whole damn time, and he's just like killing teenagers because you're on my property. This is my camp. I died here, and I keep coming back to kill you all.
2: They kind of tried it with the latest Texas Chainsaw on Netflix with the gentrification. I know that we kind of pitched that with our Friday the 13th Hotel Crystal Lake gentrification pitch where Jason terrorizes a hotel that's developing. And basically that's kind of what's happening in, in the Texas Chainsaw. It's just the execution left a lot to be desired. But there, there were sequences in that where they're like, oh, they're totally making Leatherface the hero of his own story here Mm. and uh i'm not saying it doesn't work i'm saying that didn't work in that movie sure but it could work and uh and this sequence though is a lot of fun he plays five to one like we were saying by the doors um he, I guess he likes to listen to music when he's killing. It's just, uh, you know, I just thought it'd be cool, you know, some some
0: cold hard shit to hear before you die. You no, know? I like to
1: think that he's just like sitting there, like sharpening knives, and he's just thinking, like, I need a song to like, really,
0: <laughs> really freak him out, and then he just thinks of that when he's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. oh that that'll mess him up, that'll really mess with their heads. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I gotta write this down,
1: and then and he gets the ho- it.
0: Heart rip out too. Uh,
1: and then he has to figure out how to work an iPod and get that all like uh, I, don't, I don't get this why are they like make this, it so small
2: does he have docks like iPod docks set up all throughout his, no I think um, it was
1: literally a cassette player I think they showed at oh, one point
2: right. like a cassette yes. which is yes. great the diegetic cassette player that's right that can only be heard in a section of the tunnel but you know what we don't care we are hearing it. He so what does he got? He's got like a little bit, like this little like cubby hole, and then he's got this eye level hole. So like first he like stabs a guy with like a spear through the the eye level hole, and then when he hits the ground, he drops, and then he machetes like his. Then he like, chops the guy off his
1: leg at the like yeah. fucking shin.
2: Yeah, it's he knows badass. what he's doing. It's very cool. You got spikes all
1: over the place. You got you got trap pits. doors and floors and. <laughs> All, right. you got like it's like half the Mortal Kombat fatalities. hmm
2: Some creative deaths going on, and then some just flat out efficient, just stabbing and shooting. And it's uh, I it's, it's I, fun.
1: I I found that to be so funny. In this, is like everybody that he like takes a knife to or a blade to, he then puts a bullet in. Also, it's so funny. <laughs> like he does not let like almost nobody gets just stabbed they also have to take a bullet to the head too it, like zombies you know no, you no, never i'm not too letting you. You. that's what rocky Ram, rambo 6 needs to be the zombies, zombies. honestly dude you pick up dude. right where that movie <laughs> left off oh my god you pick up immediately where this movie left off cuz here's the <laughs> other fucking thing about this final act uh-huh a whole group of them go towards the house not towards yeah. the tunnel and then they're never seen uh. again They could come right around the corner as he's sitting there (laughs) and just fucking slaughter him. And like, all right, well, we won, I guess, ultimately. But instead, you
2: have them be zombies. Uh, Yeah. As long as you get to the zombies, I'm on board with this idea. Rambo versus zombies, the undead, if you will. The most uh,
1: expositional zombies that you've ever seen on film.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want brains because we that is We need what brains I crave. because the
1: chemical in them is
0: what helps keep
2: us alive. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for explaining that to me, zombies. Uh, yeah, uh, Thank you, you can't
0: have my brain, but I can get you some
2: brains if you need it. Ed Rambo is a, becomes a, a brain curator for the zombies. You think you like this one? It's just... And He's then a you smart know, guy and then
1: see the whole movie is he becomes the villain because he starts running a brain cartel, and yep. then and then some other guy that we don't see he just busts in at the end of the movie and just starts slaughtering all of his guys. He's like, oh <laughs> shit, it's happening to me. <laughs> and
2: that's how it ends. <laughs> you know, I I I think we need to watch The Last of Us because I think that's exactly what's happening in The Last of Us. So we need we don't want to rip off that show. You know so like let's we gotta make sure we're not stealing from other zombie shows or whatever well
1: they're all so creative and they all have a completely unique way of 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 handling zombies
2: (laughs) to be honestly i am watching the last of us and like there is always as much as good as it is and nick offerman's episode in particular like whoa like you'll be bawling like the whole ep like half the episode but um i'm like i I, there's so many times in the show where i turn to katie and i'm like okay this is oh this is the scene where he teaches the girl how to shoot because you have to you know teach the person you're protecting how to use a gun yeah like there's always that scene there's always there's usually a patient zero scene like the start of the infection and then like like it's it's you know you want to see that isolated incident yeah uh, there was more, but I won't, you know, like, it's, all
3: it's just it's all zombie me, me, tropes.
2: Zombie movies are like, there's too many things that, like, because you can't paint outside the lines too much with zombies. Like you have to no, have so, somebody needs to yet again,
1: r- completely rewrite the rules yes. for zombies and yes, in, in a way that none of us are smart or clever enough to think
2: of. Exactly. Uh, Anyway the the movie basically wraps up with him like basically in the end it's it's rambo versus hugo and it's not even much of a one-on-one you would think it would be like a drawn out like fist fight or something or a blade fight or something no hugo sees that all his men are, are dead and then rambo ominously gets on the walkie-talkie and like somehow he gets on his oh he just grabs one of his men's like headsets and he says hey i killed you guys (laughs) but uh listen you probably want to run if you want to make it out of here alive and then he like he sets off the detonator blow the the lights that's right he says follow the lights turns on all these work lights that lead out of the tunnel like he he even does a courtesy for hugo well at the
1: same time they're also like uh, there's like explosives happening inside the tunnel that are like collapsing it too. So he's like oh, yeah, running, yeah, running so, so away from, b- from being buried <laughs> alive in the tunnel.
2: Hugo is like, literally there's explosions happening within just feet behind him. He finally makes it out. And uh, it's not long before he's like, he just makes it to a, like a barn and uh, Rambo's there. Of course, like this is all just, we're just playing into his trap. Now gets out the bow and arrow, his signature, and he uh shoots him four times pins him to the wall comes up gives him his his, his like badass cold shit that he says He's like you took everything from me i told you i was gonna take out your heart like you did me like something like that and he we see him plunge a large machete into the guy's chest rip down and then take his fist in and then rip out that heart. Well,
1: there's a pause. Like he, he shoves the knife in and he twists it and you're like, Oh man, he stabbed the guy in the heart. And he's like, like, and you think like, Oh, okay. You, you made your point. That's what it feels like to, to, to have your heart broken or, or, and then no, then he goes one step further and that's when he does. Rip it out. And then he's like, it feels like that.
2: Yeah. Um, I, they, uh, I believe Wanda did that in Ultron. So we way to go Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the end of the movie, basically.
1: Yeah, he slowly makes his way over to his porch and and sits there, and there's some stupid narration, just like oh, I'll fight to the end, and
2: my yeah, family,
0: that's why blah blah blah, I'll fight, and blah blah blah, and we sit here and take a stand, and blah blah blah, the end. Yep, yeah,
2: pretty much. Um, it's a fine movie until. uh,
1: uh, uh rambo first brains and that's where yeah. where we get the zombies in there that's what we need
2: first brains yeah that's uh, good um yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's 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 the movie um uh, nice brisk pace a uh, brutal action movie that um look i we said before never seen any rambo movie either of us mm-hmm. uh for me the movie worked uh, it may be shocking to you that it came out only a few years ago but
3: yeah
2: sure is
1: uh that is Rambo last blood and uh that's it for us this week we will be back next week with another movie one that I'm excited about that we've been building up for a long time and oh, probably yeah. uh won't deliver on the <laughs> the promises that we've we've made but it'll be uh you, you rupees will be happy next week, you, you fans of Rupert Everett.
2: <laughs> That's right, rupees. All you
1: rupees. Uh, but that is going to be it for us. This week, I'm Jeremy Eden.
2: I'm Dan Eden.
1: That's a wrap.
3: What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?